Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of City Waves Cinema, where we bitch about movies that I or my wife have not seen before, or have seen and just want to bitch about. Really, we're going to do whatever we want, and you're going to listen to it because you think we're fun. I'm James. I'm America. She's America. And we've done Order of the Phoenix because no one will let us watch anything else. We've started this podcast by doing episodes of Harry Potter movies. Which I love, and yet I'm a little annoyed that I've been watching them all straight for several months now. I think part <laughs> part of the problem that you're experiencing is, is that you... When you want to watch the Harry Potter movies, you want to watch them all front to back for like a day and a half. But what we're doing is watching one every two weeks and then making two hour-long podcast episodes about the movies. I, I, it's not that. It's that, I guess for me, like, you get this experience of, like, watching something new. And as we get deep, like, as we get further along in the series and the movies get, like, less campy and less fun, it's just a lot of, like, yeah, this happens, and then a lot more bad shit happens, and my life is fucked up enough, I don't really need to watch bad shit. I had to, I watched two episodes of American Horror Stories today. Hashtag sponsored, not sponsored. (laughs) What do you, why would you, you're you're an insane person. Hashtag wannabe sponsor. You just keep saying things. Um, but I watched two episodes today and I was like, I need to stop because my psyche's just not there for it. So, anyways, Order of the Phoenix. Right. If you are listening to this in the future, feel free to join us live when we record these on alternating Saturdays. Um, you do get to vote on which movie we watch next, which will probably be Half Blood Prince. They are <laughs> all recorded live on twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming. That is twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming. Now, that's two and a change minutes of uh, shameless self-promotion. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah, a little bit. The movie. Just a little bit. For about an hour. And then we'll do another hour. All right. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is the what? Sixth movie? Fifth? Sixth? Fifth, Fifth, Fifth. movie? Movie number five. Okay. We open on another generic, intimidating Warner Brothers logo. And slowly, the tension of the Dark Lord being returned, Lord Voldemort, uh, is just shoved as deep into your eye sockets as possible. So everything's dark and crumbly. It opens on a bright, sunny day. No, the logos are dark and crumbly. Oh, the then, logos do get darker. Everybody. Then it smash cuts and pans down to the most insane thing I've ever seen, which is England when it's hot. <laughs> That's what they've been going through this summer. That's the first note that I made, was England is hot, so something is obviously terribly wrong. And honestly, I was right. Because it was hot, and then, like, the, the whole open to this movie, it was so disjointed from every other open to this movie, because we go back to Privet Drive, yes? No, we don't. We go to a playground. Mm-hmm. And then we go to a tunnel, and then we go to Privet Drive. And we're only in Privet Drive for, like, 30 seconds. And then we leave Privet Drive in a whoosh, and we go to London, briefly. Right? So... James also made me watch this movie with subtitles. I did, because I need to see what is said, and she knows the movies by heart. We also got to uh, this wonderful point in our lives where HBO has possession of the Harry Potter movies again, so we don't have to watch my very old collection of Blu-rays and DVDs, so we had a little bit more control over our viewing experience. We could pause it with ease, shockingly. (laughs) And rewind. So... England's hot. We're at a playground. Some kids leave the playground. Our dearest million-year-old Harry Potter, who looks distinctively older and more worn down than the last movie. Which I was telling James, this is the only movie in the series, well, up to this point, that had taken a break in between. So, um, 1, 2, 3, 4 were released, like, 
every single year, and there was a gap in between this release. Uh, or the four, uh, Goblet of Fire and Order of Phoenix release. Cause... It aired in 2007. Mm-hmm. So, it's hot. We're in the playground. The grass is dead. It looks like Texas in the summer. Uh, Bless you to my dogs who just seem And very suddenly, as Harry Potter sits sad and alone on the swings, like a sad orphan alone on the swings. Which he is. He is indeed a sad orphan alone on the swings. A roving gang of youths appears. And I went, is that? Yes, it is. I'll fix the poll. Just. Wow. Oh, gosh. This um, is fun. You keep talking. Yeah. We're having stream so, issues. Please hold Anyways. Me. The roving gang of youths appears. And the roving gang of youths is led by Dudley, the darling, extreme dickhead cousin, 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 cousin to Harry Potter. And now I sat there to myself and I thought, is Dudley having a glow up moment? Because he appeared in shin length shorts. And a a a, a Jersey style shirt, and we we thought to we, I, I mean I thought to myself I go this must be a bit of a glow up from the fucking times of wearing sweaters and long sleeves and like long pants and shit and wow was I wrong. It wasn't a glove. Dudley still sucks dicks. He's the worst, and I fucking hate him. But, say lobby. You know, it is what it is. Dudley's always going to be an asshole. The actor grew like a foot in between movies. He's so tall. And, yeah, he, he got really tall. Like, shockingly tall. Uh, so, my note says, Dudley had a glow-up, maybe? Going from 1979 English poof to 2003 pretend gangster is very unique. But there was very interesting didn't know how i felt about it really but i thought it was fun a fun little way to intro the movie very different than the intro of all the other movies very different it's a very distinct contrast right so harry gets all angsty because they're being dicks to him dudley and his friends so harry sprints up from the seat of the swing and rolls up right underneath Dudley with his fucking wand up in his neck like this and Dudley knows what magic is and knows that magic exists and knows that Harry is a hazard to be around so I don't know why especially he's when he's fucking, angry I don't know why he's fucking bullying him you'd think he would learn right like yeah. it's been this much time you would think he would fucking learn he doesn't learn he just keeps doing this so Harry runs up, he's got the wand like a fucking gun under Dudley's neck, and Dudley is, like, the only one of his friends who's, like, actually, like, oh, shit. Everyone else is, like, laughing. They're, they're, like, like, laughing at Harry. This dude's got a stick. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's all fun and games, right? And then it gets, like, dark. Like, really dark really fast. Like, the, the cloud cover comes in, and it, like, drops really fucking low. And it's scary. And... Like, all Dudley's gang rolls out, and Dudley and Harry look up at the sky, and it go, the sky goes, <sighs> and so they go, oh, and then they run. And so they're running, and it's a like a long sequence of them running. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be this long. Like, we've, you've established that they're running. And so they run for, like, 30, 40 seconds on screen. It's wild. Uh, they get to this little tunnel. And shit starts to get cold. And when shit starts to get cold, dementors. Always dementors. They make shit cold and sad and awful. Like England most of the time. So, the dementors roll up, and there's two of them. And one slams Harry into the wall by his neck. And Dudley can't see the dementor. But he does see Harry slam into the wall four feet off the ground for no reason. So he goes, Dudley, run. And Dudley runs. Guess he can learn. And it, it, the Dementors 
the one starts sucking the life out of Harry as it does. The other uh, catches Dudley and starts sucking the life out of Dudley. Harry fucking figures his way to his wand, does the Patronus charm to blast one off into the sunset, and then he turns around and he sees Dudley on the ground getting his face destroyed, and he yeets his little Patronus charm directly into the Dementor, saving Dudley. Dudley's pretty messed up, though. (laughs) Dudley is like, he looks like the victim of post-traumatic stress disorder. Poster child. Honestly, he looks terrible. Like he's having a, a terrible time. Uh, and so Harry saves him, they get him home, a neighbor sees everything that, and, and Dumbledore had asked the neighbor to keep an eye on Harry, like, I guess, movies and movies ago, probably. Uh, she used to be, like, um, Harry's babysitter and stuff, so, like, she's been around Hmm. as, like, the, the, um, de facto watcher. Their neighbor, I can't think of their name all of a sudden. Mrs. Fig. Fig. I know her name. Dursley's. The Dursley's neighbor. I could not think of their last name for like the longest time. Listen, the name Dudley Dursley is already evidence enough that those parents are abusers. Um, Okay. She's what's known as a squib. The hell's a squib? So a squib is a person. Filch is one too. It's a person born into a magical family. Who doesn't get any magical powers? Well, that sucks, fat dicks. Mm-hmm. Truly awful. That... So they get to—they're like that's why she can see the Dementors, right? But she doesn't have any magic. She didn't get any wizarding abilities. That blows. Yeah. That blows with the capital Z. So she sees this all go down, helps the boys get back to their home, uh, and an owl throws a letter into the home as they're trying to tend to Dudley. And the letter uh, animates itself and starts talking to Harry. And uh, the letter tells Harry that he's been expelled from Hogwarts. Yep. And For so using my, underage wizardry. Right, which is against the rules. You're not supposed to do that shit. But if he didn't do that shit, he was going to die. And Dudley was going to die. End of the Harry Potter movies. And it yeah, saves, it'd be over. It saves Voldemort a lot of time. Uh, it would have. It would have. So, uh, I wrote, Harry gets expelled for doing the right thing. What is this, America? Like, I I just, I've, I've heard stories of such situations, non-magically, of course, where someone's getting bullied, someone else rocks the bully for a hot minute, and then... The kid who stood up for the other kid gets expelled. Like, that's classic American school system. Fucking, uh, I know J.K. Rowling is English, but I I think she really did look into America to see how that shit goes down. Although, who knows, that could happen anywhere. Uh, so, we'll move on from there. And uh, that night, Harry's mad, and he no- and he showcases that he's mad by slamming his forearms into a wall. So angsty. He is the embodiment of someone who listens to My Chemical Romance unironically. For the entire movie. Uh, just the whole time, he's just so upset. Uh, so he slams the wall, and then... Was I going through my emo phase when this came out? It was. Yeah, you were. I was going... It was 2007. He... I was in the heat of it, man. <laughs> he-, he wakes up, like, in the middle of the night, a little while later, and... Moody, Tonks, uh, and two other wizards I don't know. They were there. They were in the movie. I just Kingsley Shacklebolt is an Auror who works for the Ministry. Yeah, that guy. And I didn't... The other one's not important. <laughs> Alright, well they show up and they just like open his door to his bedroom and he goes, what are you doing here? And they go rescuing you of course because that's all everyone ever fucking does is rescue harry from the dursleys that's all that ever happens in these movies harry has a bad time at the dursleys and other magicians roll up and get him the fuck out of there that's all that happens that's how every movie opens that's how every single one starts except the last one where we started with a quidditch game so you know they they do a jailbreak we fly to London on brooms. We get there. We get to the middle of the street. There's this long apartment building. 
Uh, Moody snaps a stick on the ground. Uh, and my note for this says, Moody's building is a grower, not a shower. <laughs> and the building, like, just extends and creates a whole other apartment in the middle of two apartments. And it showcases... This is something that they don't do often with spells that happen in... Or, like, outside of the magical realm of possibility. Is, like, the muggles don't notice a fucking thing. I mean, they talked about it in the third movie and the yeah, third book. Bo- they don't show it. Is that muggles are oblivious. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But they, don't, they never really show you that muggles are oblivious. And in this case... Their building literally fucking moves. Like, the whole earth is shaking for these people. And they just straight don't notice. Like, they're just watching TV or hanging out in their apartments. Do not fucking know what's going on. Which is crazy to me. But also, that's what they should have done from the beginning if they're going to say that, you know, muggles just don't notice. Like, show me that they don't notice. It's hard to showcase that, or it's hard to say that and have me believe it. Show me that they don't notice, right? That's just me. Well, there you go. Right. They showed me. It was great. So they they do that. Uh, they, they go in, and it turns out that the Weasleys are just, like, living there? Don't they have their own house? It's headquarters. So they've kind of all... They've, like, they've relocated, I guess. They've relocated to kind of, like get planning going right so now welcome to the order of the phoenix the order of the phoenix consists of sirius black uh the entire weasley family uh except one fuck fuck percy fuck him so hard except percy i didn't remember he was a weasley and now that makes that scene where you like bitched about percy so much more interesting um i thought i made that clear sorry no you just said he betrays his family and you only said percy you didn't say what his family name was. i thought you would remember who he was i don't this guy's a fucking weenie i don't know who he is he doesn't have speaking lines he's there to look like a dork in the background like three of the movies percival weasley doesn't do anything in the whole fucking time his name's not percival it's just percy percy that's even shittier percy weasley doesn't do a fucking thing the whole time, he doesn't speak to anyone, he doesn't say anything of worth, it's terrible. To answer the question that popped up in chat. What's the question that popped up in chat? It is, the magic realm a parallel world, or is it on our earth and part of our world, and isn't a map in the world? Do they like have an agreement with every country on earth? They do address this in this movie. Um, they do, actually. But it is connected to our world's... So much so, like, to the Muggle world and the Wizarding world are connected. They're in the same places. They're in the same planes of existence. So much so that um, while some of these attacks are going on in this movie, the Minister of Magic makes a point of saying the Muggle minister has been informed that these things are happening um, so that they can also prepare. But it is in the same world of existence. It's just a world we can't see. It's why the Leaky Cauldron is just on a street in London. And Diagon Alley is an alley in between buildings in London. <coughs> Pardon me. And the Ministry of Magic is under London. Um, they're all part of the, our world. We just don't have access to those places because we're boring and sad. All those things are true, yes. And I never got my Hogwarts letter, so. All right, anyways. Uh, the... Uh, I wrote, like, four notes for this whole thing. Um, Harry doesn't get to hang out in the meeting of the Order of the Phoenix. They're meeting, like, in the kitchen. Molly Weasley sends him... Adults only! Molly Weasley sends him upstairs to what would be his room in the Order's house. Uh, And so he goes up there, and he is uh, immediately assaulted by Ron and Hermione, who uh, are desperately worried about him as good friends are one to be um and he tells them everything that's going on and hermione is for one time in her entire miserable life uh extremely relatable to everyone uh because she says it's simply unfair which is how everyone feels right then about everything because why should you get expelled for being a good person and saving your muggle-born cousin who's going to be murdered even though you 
probably doesn't deserve to be saved by you at this point in time. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Hermione, super relatable right then and there. Uh, and then her cat's a fucking asshole. Uh, Crookshanks steals the Weasley twins' ear. They have an ear on a string. It's, uh, it's it. one of their products. It lets you eavesdrop from distances. Only up and down, though. In the books, I think it's a little bit more creative than that. But to demonstrate, yes. So. I then wrote, I would like to be a 17-year-old wizard. <laughs> because not only am I 26 years old and I would... I'd, I'd be fine with going back to 17 for a stint i think i think that'd be kind of I fun i think 17 i could do 17 is when i first moved out of my house and moved across the country uh i, I could definitely do with being magical and just doing magic shit my dorm room would have been way fucking cooler than how shitty and boring Imagine it was how easier college essays would be to write oh my god they'd be so simple but i had a computer and so that was also simple. Uh, so after that, I wrote Gary Oldman is the best. Um, I, I, Gary Oldman. Any anytime Gary Oldman as uh, Sirius Black is in a scene in this movie, it just it just makes me happy. I really really like Gary Oldman. He's a very good actor, and every time he's on screen, it just feels effortless. Did you know that he died? No. Okay. No, I had no idea. I've had to stop talking about people that died and may die because James doesn't know. I've seen some spoilers, but not all of them. So I've had to, I don't know which ones he has and has not seen, so I've just had to stop talking about things that are about to happen. I mean, yeah, if you want me to be surprised by stuff, literally don't talk about it because I don't, I also won't remember. So, Oh boy, Gary Oldman's the best. I just had to write that down because it was exciting. He also raved, James raved about Gary Oldman for most I of d- the I movie. did talk so highly about Gary Oldman for like all of this movie. Um, so then, uh, then the next day, uh, after a horrific nightmare in Harry's mind about Voldemort and some flashes of memories, uh, what's Mr. Weasley's name? Arthur. Arthur. Arthur Weasley has been, uh, chosen if you will to escort harry to uh the ministry of magic for his trial uh for being a bad boy so he goes they're going and there's like it's almost it's like just poking around the outsides of being airplane level comedy of just like wizards not knowing how muggle things work like, Harry uh, has to buy a ticket to get to the turnstiles on the subway. And Arthur doesn't know how that works. And so he just, Arthur just keeps hitting the scan button that'll scan your ticket to open the turnstiles. And he just keeps, like, smacking it because that's what he sees people doing. So, I mean, I give him credit for this. He's trying. He's trying to do what the muggles do. He's so cute about it, too. He's, he's, he's genuinely confused as to why it won't work. And then Harry scans the ticket, doesn't smack it, just, like, puts the paper on the thing, and the door's open, and Arthur goes through, and he's like, Wow! Very cool! And it's, I just thought, that's fucking great. Like, you could easily get away with making a feature-length movie in the wizarding world with, like, one or two of the main characters of the cast, like, just trying to do, like, a week in the muggle world i would pay to watch without magic i would pay to watch arthur weasley just get to experience the muggle because he loves muggles so much i would just pay to watch him just do muggle things like that would be an excellent like uh for example disney plus has just released uh doug days as like a companion to up and that would be what i'd want i just want arthur weasley in the muggle world just doing (laughs) muggle things for like the entirety of time i mean I wish that were a thing that happened, but it wasn't, so it's a bummer. Um, so they, they go through the ministry, they get in the elevator to go down to the Department of Mysteries uh, for some reason, and who's, had to who's, the guy, who's the guy? Kingsley Shacklebolt? Kingsley, yeah. I'm never going to remember his fucking name. 
Kingsley rolls up to Arthur, says silent words into Arthur's ear, and Arthur goes, Oh, they've moved the time of your trial, Harry. And he goes, To when? And he goes, Five minutes. And so, you know, they got there early. Thank goodness. Uh, and so they go, and they go to the trial, and it's fucking Fudge and all his shitty glory and the rest of the goon squad over there. Uh, and they commence with what I can only equate to an American justice system trial. Uh, because it is beyond <laughs> insane how corrupt and fucked up this all is. Like, it's obviously rigged to where they tried to get it to be three hours early so that there's no way Dumbledore could show up to be Harry's lawyer. To do Dumbledore things. But Dumbledore doesn't give a fuck about anything you do or say, and he walked in with both his middle fingers up, uh, and they, Fudge was like, because he was like on the record or whatever, he was like, oh, you got the memo about the time change. And he was like, no, it must have gotten lost in the mail. I just came early. Like, dude has so much fucking old man Chad energy. Like, don't, it's such don't fuck with me energy. And I, I love it. I hate Dumbledore, but I love the energy he brings to every scene he's in in this movie. It, it, every time he's on screen, I know it's going to be fucking great. Dumbledore gives off HBIC energy. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he does. I don't think Dumbledore gives off head bitch in charge energy. Dumbledore gives off I'll fuck your shit up energy. Dumbledore gives off don't fuck with me energy all the time. He's like a gentle grandpa who will ruin your life forever. It reminds me of that Elijah Schlesinger sketch when she's like talking about Pat. Talking about her. Papa's got 42 confirmed kills. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's fucking funny. Oh, man. Yeah, so they, uh, I wrote, whoever's running this hearing shit is as corrupt as the fucking American government. Uh, and then I wrote, Dumbledore may as well walk around with his middle fingers up at all times. Uh, he just, man, he just rolled in and shit all over their rigged political proceedings. And they were like, well, you can't possibly have a, a witness or evidence. And then Dumbledore goes, actually, we can why was that your Snape impression? Uh, because I, I couldn't get all the way to Dumbledore and just defaulted back into my Alan Rickman. Okay. Uh, and Michael Gamblin's hard, okay? He's a hard guy to imitate. Alan Rickman is not hard to imitate. Alan Rickman's very easy. It's just knowing it's knowing the pacing of his words. You know the pacing? You just... Please turn... Page... What page is it? 394. 394. You kind of sound like a cheap knockoff Alan Rickman. I am dollar store Alan Rickman. (laughs) Okay? Kmart Alan Rickman, if you will. Ugh, that's worse than dollar store. (laughs) I've been to the dollar store more times than I've ever been to uh, to a Kmart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're funny tonight. (laughs) Tell you what. Um, it's the wine. I finally have next, good wine, guys. Yeah. It's taken several weeks. So the, the next note that I wrote, I once again did this thing that I always do where I don't write what's happening. Um, but I wrote, people who are serious about Voldemort don't give a shit about saying his name out loud. Which is, I think, something I noticed just because people... It's probably in, when Dumbledore was like, Voldemort is back. Please listen to reason or something. But maybe. But I mean, it's like in this movie in particular, they say the word Voldemort more times than in all of the previous four movies combined. Yes, America. The reason um, people don't say Voldemort's name is because while Voldemort was in power, he put, um, I don't remember the spell, and I'm sure Proxy will put it in chat because Proxy's been um actualing all over the place in chat. Um, <laughs> but they put a, like he put a spell on his name that essentially if someone says it, they can locate them and like murder their ass essentially. Oh. Um, so that's why he, everyone goes like calls him the Dark Lord. He, he must not be named. All those things is so that they can't be tracked by Voldemort and his followers. Okay, if that is the true fact. But when Voldemort died, he lost power. That 
stopped. The curse so. is lifted, I guess. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Never mind then. Never mind what I was going to say. But yeah, the basically, uh, it, it's, I guess, in it for the rest of the movies, it's still just like stuck in their heads. Like, we don't say Voldemort. Don't say that shit. Uh, and now that he's back and like out there to be spooky, uh, everyone just keeps saying his fucking name, which is great. Uh, then I wrote, Harry's got some issues, because uh, he's hallucinating and seeing Voldemort all over the place. Uh, and then I wrote, Luna's got some issues. They meet Luna Lovegood, uh, who is a fun maniac. Uh, we, we love Luna. We love Lu We stand Luna in this household. Um, Luna has the same hallucinations that Harry has. I will read that enormous wall of text in chat after stream honestly um because it's it, that's when i'm gonna have the time to think about it <laughs> it's basically just what i told you just more specific ah okay so i see it's copy paste as well appreciate the info proxy very useful really appreciate it meme proxy um, should compete on them actually <laughs> yes so harry's got some issues because he's hallucinating luna's got some issues because she's also hallucinating uh, we find out a little bit more about luna's issues later uh, and then I wrote, Hermione is still a fucking asshole. And I made I made a big deal about it. You remember what, what happened that I made a big deal about it? I was like, guess who I wrote still a fucking asshole? It's because Hermione goes, um, hi everyone, this is Looney. I mean, Luna Lovegood. Oh my god, that's right. They sit in the fucking carriage. They miss the carriage with Cho Chang in it, so Harry doesn't get next, to sit next to the girl who gives him boners. Uh... And so they have to take the next one. Uh, Luna's in it. And so it's Luna, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And, and Neville. Neville. And they're all sitting in there. And Hermione apparently knows who Luna is. And so she sits there and she goes, Everyone, this is Looney. Uh, Luna. Like, fuck you, dude. What the fuck? Fuck you sideways so much. I, I, you fucking bully someone so much outside of their earshot that you call them loony, and then next to them, you forget that's not their real name? What the fuck is that? Well, fuck, man. Oh, my God. Emma Watson is a goddamn genius because I fucking hate Hermione so much. Like, she hasn't, she's not old enough in the movies to be hot yet, and she's just fucking irritating. All the time. She's just fucking irritating. Useful. Very useful. Very irritating. Very irritating. We realize tonight James married a Hermione type. <sighs> yeah. And I married a Ron type. So I have a... Fucking irritating. I've uh, achieved my childhood dreams. I'll be signing off now. <laughs> that's that's weird. Should, oh, I, should I dye my hair red? Rupert Grit was on my free pass list for a very long time. Like, my top five, I'll, Rupert Grit was put, in there for... I'll put Rupert Grit on my free pass list. That guy's hot. Rupert Grit was up there for some time. Now right, anyways! Now they're all just moody, dark, sad boys. <laughs> Wizard robes are stupid as fuck. Huh? That's not a note about something that happened in the movie. We just cut finally into Hogwarts and everyone's wearing robes and I decided they're shitty. Uh, Daniel, no one should wear fucking robes. That's dumb. Daniel robes are Ratcliffe stupid. gave an interview one time, and he's like, he's like, I hate the robes. Do you know how hard it is to pick up girls in these robes? You look so should, dumb. What do you mean? You're fucking Harry Potter. How hard? How hard does it have to be? You're the most famous kid that's ever kidded. No one's ever been as famous as you. No one's ever been as, like, you're the cause of all of the horny. Everyone's horny because of Daniel Radcliffe. What? What does he fucking mean? Apparently he's got issues, though, because they put fart boxes in his sleeping bag. That's not his fault. That's Alan Rickman and Michael Gambon's fault. <laughs> and then he's like, I can't pick up chicks in these wizard robes, man. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's not the robes. Maybe it's the glasses. Maybe it's the awkward personality. I don't fucking know. It's not the fucking robes. You're the most famous person to ever person. <laughs> Everyone knows who Harry Potter is. No one doesn't know. Everyone knows who that is. What the fuck do you mean it's hard? I always All the rest of us have to work. 
I thought about that too. I was like, you're Daniel Radcliffe. Like, how we have we have to work for this shit. How hard is it to get a girlfriend? You could just walk out and be like, you could go out in the street and be like, hello, you and someone would be like, I'll suck your dick right here. You could literally real life Chuck Bassett. You could just be like, I'm Harry Potter, and they'd be like, honestly, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm here. What? What? Uh, fuck the movie. We're not talking about that anymore. Not talking about the movie anymore. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> That's an actual... What kind of... Did he do this interview as a child? That's was an, he 12? It was during... I, it's either this movie... It's this movie, I think, where he, or the next one where he talks about it. What was he, like 16? 16, 17. He's still the most famous person to ever have existed. Fucking John Wayne would have had a harder time picking up a chick than Harry Potter. Fuck! What? I, I'm upset. Uh, this is as upsetting as the shipping thing from the last time. I was like, the past two podcast james has been more upset about learning about the harry potter fandom as a whole than he has about Did, like any of the movies I, I i'm gonna need to the, when we get to the end of the episode and we take our little break in between recording the episodes i'm gonna need a i already have a stiff drink i'm gonna need another stiff drink because this is fucking insane what you're saying to me right now it's so fucking buck wild he's he's the most famous person to ever person I, I'm going to look up the interview. This is upsetting. I, I don't want to hear him say it. It's going to make me more angry. This is upsetting. <laughs> We're moving on. Back to the movie before I get more upset. Wizard robes are stupid. Back to New York. No, you didn't. You're still here. <laughs> Dolores Umbridge. Yes. We're introduced to the, pink the devil incarnate. I hate her. She reminds me of teachers that I've had in real life, and I want to stab them all. Wow. Not I wrote murder. a note name. about Dolores Umbridge. We're seriously injured. My note about Dolores Umbridge says, Dolores Umbridge makes me so angry, and that's some grade A acting right there. She did fan-fucking-tastic in the role. The, the actress, the direction... Every, every little detail about the personality, the bright pink, the bright blue eyes, every single minute detail adds up and stacks up to this incredible performance that fills everyone with the most vile hatred that they've ever experienced. For she is... Satan. She could go to hell and he would leave. <laughs> and she would operate hell. Just cough at everyone. <laughs> I can't think of something more evil than a pen that when you write with it, it etches what you write into your hands. That's so fucked up. And J.K. Rowling must have done a lot of drugs before she wrote this book. And movie. Right. Next note. Hermione's a fucking asshole, but she's smart. And I don't remember why I wrote that, but she is smart. She does a lot of smart shit, this movie. Was it in Umbridge's class? No. Oh, it's when... It's, I don't remember. It was when she said, uh, Harry was like, what does this mean? And she's like, it means the Ministry of Magic is interfering at Hogwarts. Yes. Yes. And that's when you were like, she's still an asshole, but she's smart. Yes, I, she's still a fucking asshole, but she's smart. And then Harry flips out on Ron a little while later because Seamus is being a little dickhead. And he's mad at Harry. And Harry, Harry pops off. I haven't seen, in all the movies so far, you never see Harry pop off about anything. He's always, like... He's so angsty, this movie! He's very... Harry Potter, the character, is very reactionary, and most of the time he's pretty, like, calm about stuff that happens. Uh, or he's not, like, wailing and gnashing his teeth, right? Seamus goes, hey, man, fuck you. And Harry goes, well, how about fuck you, fuck your mom, and fuck everybody else? Like snaps in a heartbeat and it's fucking wild to watch because it's so very different and i think this this movie is very much for me in the series a turning point it's uh um it, the whimsy dies if you will mm -hmm. and i i said that in the beginning of the movie when we were watching it i said where is my whimsy 
because for every movie thus far, there's been interludes during the story of just fun magic shit. And in this movie, it that's not real. It's a, a dramatic tone shift that takes the movie series from a, a fun kid movie series to a blockbuster acting class. And it is an elevation of the series as a whole, and it improves my idea of the Harry Potter universe because they, they've been in the roles for so long that they've just mastered these characters. And the direction is tremendous. David Yates does a phenomenal job. Good. And there, there's just so much good acting that happens in this movie that you can't watch it and go, that fucking sucked. You can't. It's not the most highly rated of the movies, but it is the turning point that makes the movie series good. The beats are so good too. It's very fast paced. This this movie. Goes oh my by god! Fast. Shit just happens like constantly. And it's it's, it's an ADHD kid's fucking nightmare. It was it, it it's there's a lot and it's I like though I like the fast pace because it makes my gifted brain happy where I'm like yes yes more information more information faster more and. So it's like, boom, 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 and every character's on point in every scene. Even if the scene's just, like, a quick snippet of, like, five seconds, it's just, like, every character's on point. The background acting, because I started looking at the background, because I've seen the movie before, and I was just looking at people, how they were doing stuff in the background, what they were doing. And everything is just so on point in this movie, more so than the past four. And I was like, maybe that year break that they took was all needed. <laughs> I'm probably, honestly... Um, so Harry pops off and Ron is like there trying to, you know, help him out and he gets mad at Ron and Ron's like, okay, fucking okay. And just like leaves him alone, uh, which is better than the last movie where they had a little tiff. I think he acknowledges uh, that Harry's going through shit that he yeah. can't understand and he... I mean, Ron, Ron's the best friend archetype. Endlessly caring, wildly, uh, uh, unrealistically loyal for no reason. No reason. No fucking reason. That's why his Patronus is a dog. It, it's it's good. It's very good. Um, and Jeff I, I wrote that Harry needs his Xanax. Um, then I wrote Umbridge is the worst of all time. That's incredible. Uh, and Corporal Punishment is quite good. That's in reference to the pen that etches itself onto your fucking skin. I also... Uh, I, I've been thinking it like this whole movie, though. But this is like the movie of... There is no war in Bossing Say. Like, oh my god, it's the so whole true. fucking movie is just like, there's there's no Dark Lord. There's no like Umbridge. He's not back. Umbridge might as well just sign up to send people to like the freaking lake retreat. Well, you're like, going to the lake. Uh, and then I wrote, adults in the Wizarding World are actually the worst. Why did I write that? Why Why would I? Right I mean, it's true, but why did I was say it? Was it because Sirius popped up in the fire and was like, eh, well, you're on your own? <laughs> no, I mean, that's not helpful, but anyways, it's true. The adults are all fucking worthless. Um, blah, blah, blah. Harry Potter is a fucking asshole. What did Harry do that made me mad? I remember, you really need to, I say I, this every week, it, but you really week. need to start putting things like with more context. You did, he snapped again at somebody and you were like, I have to write that Harry's an asshole. I've never had to write that Harry's an asshole before, but I don't remember who it was. I mean, I mean, it's a classic teenage boy thing where you're not in control of your emotions and you get hot headed and heated over something that you don't understand or something that's frustrating you and you can't figure it out. And you snap at whoever the next fucking person to talk to you is and... It's not your fault that you're a fucking asshole, but you're a fucking asshole and you need to understand that you're a fucking asshole. It's not your fault. That's just how it is. It's not just teenage boys. Like, teenagers in general just are like... That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I wrote, Luna is a genius. Why did I write... Uh... That would have been the Thestral scene. Is the next time we see Luna. When they're feeding the Thestrals in the forest. And she tells Harry that, um, I bet this is why, she tells Harry that if she was the Dark Lord, she'd want him to feel oh, yeah, isolated would, and alone. She's, that's what I would do. Because uh, yeah. if you're just by yourself, you're not as much of a threat. Yeah. 
Yeah, Luna's a genius. She's interesting. She's a genius. Um, uh, some more stuff happens. It's not really important, uh, but it is like events that go on. Uh, the school just gets more and more locked down as Dolores comes into more and more power. Uh, Her educational decrees. Yeah, she puts a. I think at one point there's like eighty two of them. Ninety nine um, was the last number I saw. Wow. Before she became headmistress. The the she promotes she gets promoted to be high inquisitor. And I wrote the phrase high inquisitor is a bit fucked because we all remember the Spanish Inquisition. It also was like a position that she made up. <laughs> Fully invented that shit herself. And inquis saying Inquisition is so on the nose. So I mean this is now in in Harry Potter canon it's still the world of earth and the history of earth is still the same so it should still ring a million fucking alarm bells when she starts calling shit the inquisition that's bad bad news bears everyone knows that was bad back then it's bad right now all of that is bad, and everyone should have realized that, and no one fucking did. Oh, and she's racist, too, against dwarves. Half-breeds. And centaurs. Half-breeds. Fucking asshole. Uh... That's why she doesn't like Hagrid, either. Oh, and then I wrote, Filch can go fuck himself. <laughs> Filch is in love. I don't want to see Filch be fucking horny for that weird pink blob. Fuck him, fuck her, and fuck him twice. Well, remember that Filch was like the one who's like, I miss the old punishments when we used to hang you from the dungeons by your thumbs. So he's probably like, yeah, I've been waiting. This is my time. He still just does Filch stuff, though. He doesn't do, he doesn't like get more power by... I just think he the, likes seeing yeah. kids tortured, to be honest. Uh, he's a real piece of work, that guy. Uh, so more stuff goes on, and then uh, Umbridge tries to banish Trelawney, right? So they she fires Trelawney as his wand for the Inquisitor of the School, um, and Filch is like carrying her shit out to her in the courtyard, and she's like very upset, obviously blubbering, crying. McGonagall comes out and is comforting. McGonagall's the most fucking worthless wizard in this whole fucking movie. She doesn't do anything the whole time. She does in the... Well, no, the idea is that she's not doing anything, but in the book it makes a little bit more sense. I feel like a lot of shit in the book makes more sense. Um, well, like, for example, there's just a lot of, like, pranks that the Weasley twins and Peeves, who you never meet, but they set up, and, like, Harry makes a note of it in the book. He's like, I'm pretty sure Flitwick or McGonagall could have, like, gotten rid of that this giant pond that they created on one of the corridors. Um, they could have gotten rid of it with a flick of their wand, but they just sit there and watch Umbridge struggle with it for an entire time. Love that. She was non-existent in this movie. She doesn't she, really have a... She existed role, there to be empathetic to the students one time on the stairs, and then she existed there to be empathetic to Trelawney, and that is the only time you see her. She doesn't have as um, big a role in this movie, for sure. Maggie Smith was also battling cancer, so, you know... That was the last movie. She fought it through 2009. Oh, but... Oh. I read that today. Oh, okay. Which means all the way up through the end of the movies. Yeah. Um, she also... There's one scene in the book that's not in the movie, and I'll tell it to you because they will probably think it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, she's like... She brings Harry into her office, and she's, like, basically interrogating him. She's like, heard you um, spoke out in class in Defense Against the Dark Arts class today or something to that effect, and Harry's like, yes, ma'am. She's like, heard you call Umbridge a liar. And he's like, yes, ma'am. She's like, have a biscuit, Potter. <laughs> and then Harry's like, what? <laughs> like, Nobody fucking likes Umbridge. Yeah. Nobody likes that woman. I butchered that quote so bad. But have a biscuit, Potter. It's essentially the gist of what happens, which leads to that tic that funny TikTok you sent me. <laughs> Giving them too many biscuits. <laughs> uh, and so my note here in the in the court in the courtyard scene is that Dumbledore is always properly threatening, always. Um, and there's bits and pieces that I miss, uh, like sound cues and shit, because I I'm not very good at listening to layers of things. I'm very good at listening to specific things. So if you have layers on layers and layers of sound, uh, I struggle a little bit to discern them. Um, 
And so I like when subtitles in movies tell you sounds that are happening. Uh, it helps me decipher them a little bit. And every time Dumbledore's on screen, there's thunder in this movie. Whether you can hear it or not, a subtitle says thunder rolls every time Dumbledore's That's on That's really cool. And I had subtitles up, but because I can't read and watch and I wanted to watch more, I didn't see that. And it's, it's part of why I wrote Dumbledore is always properly threatening. Uh, so she's trying to, ba- trying to banish her uh, and the doors slam open. Into the courtyard. Dumbledore entrance, because Dumbledore is still extra. Dumbledore is extremely extra, and Dumbledore wants all the attention all the time. So he struts out into the courtyard and tells McGonagall to escort Trelawney back to her room, her home. And fucking Umbridge is like, <laughs> Like a Karen waiting to be told no. Like, she was just, ready for it. You could tell she was waiting for Dumbledore to come say something. <laughs> Except Dumbledore's right. And he tells her, you can fire the teachers, that's fine, but you can't banish them from Hogwarts. That shit's on me, the headmaster of the school. And she goes, for now. You know, like a loser. So Dumbledore wins that dick measuring contest with Dolores Umbridge. Queen did. Uh, A3. Fully checkmates that shit. Um, and from there we start the formation of Dumbledore's army, which we have a poster. You can't see it, but directly on the wall to my left, there's a poster, Dumbledore's army. And it's got Harry Potter. He's always fucking looking at me while I'm playing video games. we got Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Neville Longbottom, Ginny Weasley, Hermione Granger, Luna Lovegood. I used to have a shirt. I think I still do in my keepsake box that has that picture. Yeah, I think I think you do. Yeah, on it. It started getting too worn out though, and I don't want to so, lose it. So we didn't mention it yet, but Dolores is technically the dark arts professor, defense against the dark arts, and has fucked the school curriculum so that they're not learning anything about defense against the dark arts. They're reading and copying passages like I, normal school. I would quit. Normal school wasn't that bad. Please copy this proved text four times Dude, for maximum what, that's, retention. That's the shit that I did in school, in my in-school classes. That's the shit that I did. It was like, read this, write what you read. Fucking, there's little, there should be little wonder as to why I didn't learn fuck all for most of my classes in high school and college. You're not wrong. Because it, all of it was just that. It was, read this, regurgitate it here, regurgitate it here. You never need to fucking know it again. I heard that crack in your neck. God. There there were a lot of classes that I had growing up as a normal human being that's not a wizard where I learned a lot of shit because it was interesting and fun and we did stuff about it. Almost none of my fucking high school knowledge is retained and very little of my gen ed classes in college uh, I've retained anything from. I don't remember anything from that shit. Part of it's my bad memory. Part of it is that's not a good way to learn. Yes. It's not a good way to learn. And everybody learns differently. So the next thing that happens, we start forming Dumbledore's army. Uh, Hermione gets the idea to hodgepodge a new Defense Against the Dark Arts class with Harry as the professor, right? And so we... Neville finds the Room of Requirement, uh, which opens itself to Neville because Hogwarts is like, hey man, we need a Defense Against the Dark Arts thing, so we're going to do that for you. And they all start meeting in this mirrored room. Harry, not a very good Defense Against the Dark Arts professor at the beginning when he gives a public speech about how no one realizes anything that he's going through, and that's the class. And I was like, Oh, man, that's that's not how you want to start this shit off. <laughs> he just, all he did was like, you don't know what it's like to see your friends an inch from death. And they're all like, uh-huh. And then he just sits down and that's all he says. It's terrible. Beautiful scene. Fucking wow. Crazy. Uh, and we cut back to even more decrees from 
umbrage on the school walls about like banishing student unions and activities and things. No PDA. No PDA. I would have gotten your shirts. I would have been writing stuff about PDA on my hands consistently <laughs> if I was in high school at Hogwarts because I You're a touchy feely kind of gal. Dude we weren't allowed to have like huge displays of PDA at school anyways and I still was like especially in middle school and stuff and I still was like nope did it don't care fight me <laughs> weird I wrote 82 degrees weird I was homeschooled what do you want from me I guess PDA is not really a thing PDA <laughs> not a thing who are you gonna PDA no one we're in Colorado this isn't the fucking Midwest anyways I wrote 82 degrees is too many degrees, which is true. It's too many degrees. Um, and we get like a, a long montage sequence of uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts classes uh, that Harry is teaching. And Harry, he really kind of steps into the, into the thick of it pretty quickly. Um, there's quite a few classes that happen uh, that he operates um, throughout the whole movie, but... For the last few minutes of this episode, I'm just going to sort of go through all of them together as a whole, basically. Uh, he, he turns into quite the good dark arts professor. Uh, because, you know, who else has dealt with this shit? You know, Dolores Umbridge certainly hasn't. Uh, Dumbledore has. Snape has. Who Lupin. knows if McGonagall has. Lupin, Lupin did. Moody. But Moody that was real Moody. But those, those guys are off doing other shit. They're not hired by Dumbledore. Uh, and technically, Umbridge also isn't hired by Dumbledore. She's hired by the ministry, the government! Yeah, the government should probably take its slimy fingers out of education and all the other things that they're fucking dealing with. In IRL and the movie. Just saying. Wow, the parallels! So, Harry's pretty like fucking good. like it's a good. satire or something. What, South Park? Can I get Harry Potter in the style of South Park? Somewhere on the internet that's created. Vicky Velamite! Pow! Dude, it's, it's gotta be somewhere. There's, there, there, a there's little gonna, bit of everything, all of the time. There, somewhere deep in the internet, there's a, a poorly done voiceover of Cartman yelling at Voldemort and casting a spell at Voldemort, I'm and Voldemort me. turns into like a fat Mexican or something, because that's some shit that they would do in South Park. <laughs> that... It's sure it's gotta exist. It's gotta exist somewhere. It surely does. Um, but the the note that I've written is that Ginny's got to calm that shit down. And it's your first indicator is during one of these classes that Ginny is an exceptionally powerful wizard. Uh, they're fucking dealing with these like training dummies, casting spells, uh, like disarming spells and stunning spells and shit. And it's the first. Did you find it? Does it exist? There are South Park kids in the... Or there are Harry Potter kids in the South Park universe when they do the Lord of the Rings episodes. Oh my god, that's to, right. Where they try to recruit like, the right. star, like all these kids, like the Star Trek kids. Oh, that's right. That's so yes. Right. Yes, they do, they do exist. Classic. Classic. So. Love me some South Park. Um, but yeah, like Ginny... Uh, what's, the, what's the spell she casts? What is it? Uh, Reducto. Reducto. Which is James's new favorite spell. I, I think that's the best spell. That's way better than like a Vada Kedavra. Fuck a killing curse. You could just unalive somebody with Reducto. It turns them into glass. Like, they just dissolve into slag. Like, you don't need to just kill somebody. You just... They just... She fucking Reductos the training dummy. It melts. Like, you could just kill somebody like that. You don't... You, that's like a counterpunch spell, too. That's not like a curse. That's not... You're not going to jail for casting Reducto on somebody, but you're for sure gonna murder that guy. Like, holy shit. That's so fucking baller. And Ginny's just, like, out there, younger than Harry Potter, younger than all the other famous wizards, and just... There's no way Reducto's a curse. It is. There are all fucking curses. Well, there are curses and charms and spells. They're, like, different, but... Curses and charms and spells. They're all spells. They're all the same. He just... 
copy and paste a joke. <laughs> you thought I was um actually bad. We're gonna end this episode here. For I feel deep within me the violence beginning to well. And it's been an hour. So. This is the end of episode one of Order of the Phoenix. We will be back in real time in about five minutes to record episode two. In space time in the future, you'll hear my voice again in a week. Talking to you more about how Reducto shouldn't be a curse. And the definition of curse is fucking stupid. Even though I haven't read it. Anyways, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.